Hi, this is Richard Swartz with the Information Security Media Group, publishers of BankInfoSecurity.com and CUInfoSecurity.com. Today we'll be speaking with William Henley, the Director of IT Risk Management for the Office of Thrift Supervision. How are you doing, William? I'm doing fine. How are you, Richard? Good. I want to talk about the California wildfires today and also the recent pandemic exercise that have occurred. Um, disasters and risks are certainly in the news recently. I was wondering if you could tell us if, or estimate for us how many financial institutions were affected by the California wildfires and what impact did those fires have on financial institutions? Yes, I can give you the aggregate uh, information, Richard. We have a um, regional office that's uh, just south of San Francisco in Daly City, and from their monitoring of the institutions that they supervise, we had uh, four thrifts that had operations that were affected by the wildfires. When you say operations were affected, was it just having to shut down their branches, or were they actually having to go into a full disaster recovery mode? Well, we had uh, two th- two thrifts. Uh, one thrift implemented its implemented its disaster recovery plan, but it did not have to relocate. And the other thrift implemented its uh, internal incident management plan. And then the other two just had um, minor disruptions. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of that had to, or of those, I think it was more employees that had to uh, relocate because of where their uh, residents were located in in danger zones. So they had a little disruption there but uh, nothing that they couldn't over overcome. How well did these thrifts react? Well, uh, looking at it uh, in, in hindsight, or uh, and now that um, the biggest, uh, biggest threat is behind us, I'd say that uh, the thrifts responded very well. In this uh, post-9-11, post-Katrina world, business continuity planning is a responsibility most financial institutions take very seriously. Well, were there any takeaways or lessons learned from the reactions of these thrifts that other financial institutions might want to pay attention to? Oh, a- absolutely. There's always uh, lessons learned that can be derived uh, when looking at uh, events or disasters like this. Most of our thrifts that have branches and offices in the affected areas, they're community-oriented, and they have long-standing relationships with their customers and are active in the local communities. These fundamentals are reflected in our thrift's business continuity plans, which are designed to get the association back in business as quickly as possible to serve the needs of their customers and communities. Now, that means being well-prepared to handle immediate and near-term financial needs of customers, having adequate supplies of cash on hand for basic necessities of life for their customers like food, water, clothing, and shelter. Getting beyond the immediate needs and focusing on rebuilding and restoring normalcy in the affected communities, the OTS also issued a press release at the beginning of this week on October 30th that encouraged associations in the wildfire-affected areas to, one, consider temporarily waiving charges for late payments and penalties for early withdrawal of savings, two, reassess credit needs of communities and offer prudent loans to help rebuilding, Three, to restructure debt obligations when appropriate by adjusting payment terms. Four, solicit state and federal guarantees and other means to help mitigate excessive credit risk. And the fifth and final point is to consider all available programs offered by the federal home loan banks. As for lessons learned, there there are several, and those are captured or, or consistent with um, those that in June on June 15th of 2006 in our CEO memo 239 under the subject Hurricane Katrina, industry lessons learned. So we look at, at these disasters, and generally there there's some consistent 
themes, and just a couple that I'll mention um, are um, encouraging consumers or individuals to maintain replacement value insurance on their possessions, and the second is to keep a current inventory of possessions. So I think the value of those two important lessons learned for uh, individuals are self-evident, and once again, we, we offer this document, the CEO Memo 239, that gives the, the complete list of lessons learned from following Katrina. But as part of their ongoing efforts to build or enhance financial literacy of, uh, of thrift customers, our thrifts can include uh, these lessons learned from the CEO Memo 239 in their community outreach activities. Oh, and what are some of the best practices that the OTS recommends institutions take in preparing disaster recovery plans? Well, the best practices have been documented in the interagency guidance and the communicated in the business continuity planning booklet of the FFIC's IT examination handbook. And uh, that booklet is currently undergoing revision and should be available for release. The revised booklet should be re- available for release uh, shortly. But uh, the current edition, likewise, is, is available at the uh, FFIC's public website. So in summary, those recommendations are that the business continuity planning, the responsibility begins at the top. So it's imperative that board, that the board of directors and senior management are involved because they're ultimately responsible for developing a comprehensive business continuity plan. In order to be effective, the second point is that um, the business continuity plan must be developed after a thorough risk assessment. Third, the plan should be appropriate to the size and complexity of the thrift or the financial institution. The fourth point is the plan should be comprehensive, enterprise-wide, covering all operations in the thrift, not just IT. And the fifth point is that the thrift use, if the thrift uses uh, service providers, the plan should address these relationships the sixth point is that business continuity planning includes the integration of the institution's role in fi- financial markets. The seventh point is the, the training of employees and their roles and responsibilities under the plan is essential. And uh, the eighth point is to um, test, test, and test again. So you can't overemphasize the importance of testing the plan because you want to make sure that uh, the steps are connected and complete prior to having to deploy the plan or put the plan into effect following it in the face of a disaster. And then finally, the plan should be reviewed and approved by the board of directors each year. Business continuity planning is really strategic planning for staying in business. It needs board-level commitment and oversight to ensure that it is embedded in the culture of the entire association. We'll switch our discussion over to a different type of risk. Many thrifts and other financial institutions participated in the Treasury Department's recent nationwide pandemic exercise that occurred in September and October. Do you think that thrifts and other financial institutions are ready for a pandemic? Well, the OTS joined the the other financial institution regulatory agencies in um, in 2006 in issuing a, a joint advisory on influenza pandemic preparedness. Now, this advisory was intended to raise awareness regarding the threat of a pandemic influenza outbreak and its potential impact on the delivery of critical financial services. It advises financial institutions and their service providers to consider 
this and similar threats in their event response and contingency strategies. The issuance also discusses national strategy for pandemic influenza and uh, the roles and responsibilities it outlines for financial institutions. Now, specifically, our thrifts certainly have increased awareness of the difference between responding to a pandemic versus a hurricane, earthquake, and fires, no doubt, from from issuances like the um, uh, joint interagency advisory that I referred to earlier. The terrorist attack of September 11th taught us all to view potential disasters from a broader perspective and develop strategies for when employees are unable to report to um, alternate work sites. And we feel that Thrift's pandemic planning can and should be part of its existing business continuity plan. Among the things I want to see are plans that provide realistic scenarios for employees to work remotely from alternate locations for an extended period of time. And these include adequate networking and telecommunication capabilities, not to mention shelter and food. So what would need to be different about this business continuity planning process for a pandemic than a regular disaster recovery or business continuity plan for natural or man-made disasters? Okay. Well, although a financial institution's pandemic plan should be part of the overall disaster recovery continuity planning process, there are aspects of a pandemic plan that are different from the plans for natural and man-made disasters. When developing business continuity plans, Financial institution management typically considers the effect of various natural or man-made disasters that may differ in their severity. These disasters may or may not be predictable, but they are usually short in duration or limited in scope. In most cases, malicious activity, technical disruptions, and natural man-made disasters typically will only affect a specific geographic area, facility, or system. And these threats can usually be mitigated by focusing on resiliency and recovery considerations. Unlike natural disasters, technical disasters, malicious acts, or terrorist events, the impact of a pandemic is much more difficult to determine because of the anticipated difference in scale and duration. The nature of the global economy virtually ensures that the effects of a pandemic event will be widespread and threaten not just a limited geographical region or area, but potentially every continent. While traditional disasters and disruptions normally have limited time durations, pandemics generally occur in multiple ways, each lasting two to three months. Consequently, no individual or organization is safe from the adverse effects that might result from a pandemic event. Experts predict that perhaps the most significant challenge likely from a severe pandemic event will be staffing shortages due to absenteeism. These differences and challenges highlight the need for all financial institutions, no matter their size, to plan for a pandemic event when developing their business continuity plans. Pandemic plans should be sufficiently flexible and effectively address a wide range of possible effects that could result from a pandemic. And pandemic plans need to be reflective of the institution's size, complexity, and business activities. The potential impact of a pandemic on the delivery of a financial institution's critical financial services should be incorporated into the ongoing business impact analysis and risk assessment processes. The institution's business continuity plan should then be revised if needed to reflect the conclusions of its business impact analysis and risk assessment. Well, great information. I appreciate your sharing your time with us today, William. You're welcome, Richard. 
Well, thank you for listening to another podcast with the Information Security and Media Group. To listen to a selection of other podcasts or to find other educational content regarding information security for the banking and finance community, you can visit www.bankinfosecurity.com or www.cuinfosecurity.com.